0: Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged to find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. Luke 24:45 Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto him, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. I'll stop there. You know, uh, in in studying and thinking, and you know, with revival coming up, and the, the thing has been on my mind is, you know, we need the Spirit. I'm going to say it again, just to make sure everybody heard me. We need the Spirit. You know, when... When, when Jesus went away, he said, you know, I, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Or I'm, he was leaving and he had been such a core and central part of the life of his followers. I mean, he was, he was, uh, who they were looking to and leaning to, but now he was going to be taken away. And he said, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless because my father, he's got something big in store for you. And we know that the the disciples and the followers of Jesus, they waited uh, there in in the same upper room that uh, uh, believed that where they'd had the the last supper, that they had waited in Jerusalem, they tarried there, and they prayed, and they waited, and on the day of Pentecost, which Pentecost isn't a name that, that we... Uh, created because of this day, but it was one of the the Jewish festivals that was going on on the day of Pentecost. All of a sudden, there comes the sound of a mighty rushing wind. They were here praying. They were in this one place, and the sound of a mighty rushing wind comes, and it fills the house. There appeared, uh, it looked like fire, and it came and it touched each one of them, and at this point, the church received the Spirit. Okay? Now, I know. And and I know that sometimes when we hear people talk about the Holy Spirit, we get a little, oh, I don't know about that. That's kind of weird stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know that sometimes because you know we've seen we've seen a lot of strange uh, people do some strange things and they, they call it the, the spirit. And, 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 you know, it's like, wow, that's a little weird. I don't know about that. Now I will tell you sometimes the, what the spirit does is weird. I'm not going to say it isn't, but what I want to say to you is what the Holy spirit wants to do in our lives. Isn't anything that we need to shy away from. What you have to understand as a believer in Christ, we didn't get the Spirit because, you know, he didn't send the Spirit because, oh, well, you know, the Spirit's kind of this optional thing that you can or can't have. No, it is a part of your salvation plan. It is a part of God's plan for your life that you operate and live guided by the Holy Spirit. It's not an elective. We don't choose well. Ah, you know, that that spirit stuff is a little eyes, uh, a little weird. I don't want the spirit. So I like the church thing. I, I want to go to church. I, I like to participate in in that kind of stuff. But yeah, the whole spiritual thing, and you know, uh, we don't need to be talking about blood of Jesus and all that kind of stuff because that's that's kind of a little weird. You know, going to church and doing church stuff is all right, but let's don't talk about all those things that are a little odd or different and. But I'm telling you, these are the things that we need. The exact things that the Lord wants for our lives. Listen, 1 Peter, we're going to be moving to 1 Peter here, starting in verse 18. I want you, I want to say this to you and take this to heart. You need to read 1 Peter chapter 1, okay? 1 Peter chapter 1 is one of my favorite books of the Bible, I get a lot of encouragement. It is for the believer. I think First Peter chapter one will inspire you. It will. Things will make a lot of sense. But it is. It is a just a powerful, uh, a very powerful reading. First First Peter chapter one. But we're going to go there, and I I, I want to. And, now, think about everything that we're talking about in the context of we need the spirit. We, there, there is this aspect of our Christian walk that is spiritual that we, we overlook. I mean, yeah, you don't, amen, maybe, maybe not. But I'm telling you, there is a, a spiritual, you are, you are spirit. You are spiritual being, not Physical. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life. Right? Your spirit will live on eternally. You're 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 a spirit person in a carnal shell. That's what you are—a spirit person contained within a carnal shell, shell for the time being. You're like M and M's, right? Chocolate on the inside, the candy shell on the outside, melts in your mouth, not in your hand. (laughs) But that's what we are. What we are on the inside is different from what we are on the outside. But the problem is, is that we get so attached and we get so uh, wrapped up in the outside that we don't look at the inside anymore. We don't deal with the inside. And I'm telling you this morning, what you need is you need... The spirit. You need to get wrapped up in spiritual things. And I want to read this scripture. First Peter chapter one, verse 18. And, and, and there's some really, man, there's some good stuff we're going to pick out here. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed by corruptible things. As silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without spot and without blemish. Now, I want to pause there for just a minute. You you get what it is that Peter is writing here, right? He says, I want you to understand that you're not redeemed by corruptible things. You're not redeemed by physical things or by physical acts. You're not redeemed by the traditions that you've received from your fathers. You're not redeemed by the. But listen, you're not redeemed by coming to church. You're not redeemed by coming to the altar. You could be. If it's a spiritual thing, but if it's a physical act, you're not redeemed by that. We're not redeemed because of the things we do. We're not redeemed by, by the, the ideas that we had of, of how it ought to be. We're not redeemed by those. We're not redeemed by putting our, our money in, in the, the, the offering plate. We're not redeemed by those things. And that's what Peter is saying here is you're not redeemed by corruptible things like silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your father. I will say this that we we can as as, as Christians we can get so wrapped up in the process of doing church right that we lose the spiritual things that God has waiting for us. I say this as as a guy who has done that. I, whoa, hey, you're a preacher. You're not supposed to. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm the guy, right? I'm I'm the guy. If we're point, if I'm pointing fingers this morning, I'm going to point them right back at me, and I'm going to tell you, I'm the guy who, in my life, has gotten so wrapped up on doing church and how we do church and and the way things should work, and and, and, and am I preaching right? Am I doing this right? Or all you know, and and oh, we got to get this done. We got to get this done. All this has to happen. I get so wrapped up in those kinds of things, and that I've neglected the spiritual side of what it is God, God's wanting to do. There are certain things that we have to do, right, to be at church. You know, we gotta come in, we gotta sing a few songs. <laughs> well, we, we do, we gotta sing a few songs, and then we gotta have some testimonies, and then when the testimonies are done, it's time for the, the preacher to get up, and then when the preacher's done, if you have a need, you can come up and pray. Heaven forbid that you might have a need when the service starts, and you need to come up and pray about it, right? Cause that would be, that would be totally out of order that someone might have a need before the service starts or by golly we're 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 dismissing and everybody's going home and walking out the door and someone's like you know what I got to pray about something and and it well nope you have to wait till next sunday for the invitation but it ain't that way is it Because it's not about the tradition. See, that's, that's what, that's what Peter's saying. Of course, he, Peter was dealing with the Jews who thought that, that their salvation came through, through the prospect, well, through, through the rituals that they had done and all the different sacrifices they make. And they thought that was how, how salvation was coming. He's like, no, no, no. But, but I'll tell you, we have to be careful as a church that we don't substitute the rituals that, that the Jews were doing, that they were partaking in and substituting with our own church rituals today. We have to be careful that we just ain't going through the motions of coming to church. We have to be careful that we don't fall into the trap of it becoming about the things we're doing and not the things we are. See, Peter goes on to say that you you weren't redeemed with corruptible things. Listen, church, I want you to hear. You weren't redeemed with corruptible things. You, You were not redeemed with corruptible things. You weren't bought. The price that was paid for your soul wasn't silver. It wasn't gold. It wasn't some... One else's ideas of how things ought to go. But in fact, it was the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. You weren't redeemed. I know I keep saying that, but you've got to hear it. You weren't redeemed by corruptible things. But you were redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. You were redeemed by Christ. You're spiritual. Here this morning you need to know that you're spiritual. We get so hung up on the, the, the physical aspects of our lives and we'll go through a week and we don't give a second thought to to our spiritual condition. The spiritual things that are going on inside of us. We get, we get so involved in the places we've got to be, the things we've got to go, the things we've got to do, and, and, and we neglect this whole aspect of our life. But listen, we need the Spirit, and I want to tell you why. Because the Spirit is the power of the believer, it's your power. The Spirit is what powers you. It's, it's the, it's the energizer battery in your life. You remember the bunny? Do they still have the bunny? Man, when I was a kid, they had it. The bunny's been around a while, right? Still going. Nothing outlasts an energizer battery. Right? Except for the Holy Spirit. That is the thing that powers the life of the believer. Now, catch this out. This is, this is, uh, 1 Peter chapter 4. Peter's a good book, but we're, I, I want you to listen to this. He says, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, listen to this, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom praise and dominion forever To whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, did you catch? I want you to hear the second part. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. What does it mean to minister? To perform a service for others. If any, listen, if any man minister, what, what Peter's saying is, do it out of the ability that God gives. What did he not say? He didn't say, when you minister, do it out of the ability that you have. But listen, we need the Spirit. Listen, I, you don't know how many times I, I talk to people, Christians, who, who work hard and, and are are doing stuff for the Lord and they're they're really putting themselves out there, but they get burnt out, they get tired, they get weary, and I understand that because I've been in that boat and I've been in those shoes, and and I get that, I get that. But one of the things that that happens that we have to be careful is we try to do it in our own strength, where we're we're all the time taking care of all these physical things that need to be done, and there's no spiritual context given. We're not doing it in a spiritual way. We're we're not doing it. And not to be critical of, but, but I'm telling you, as a person who's done it, that, that man, you, you teach week after week after, week after 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 week. You look in this book or you go into the scriptures, you're pulling things out, you're looking at it, and you're not taking the time to take care of the spiritual things in your life. You're going to get burnt out. You are going to get tired. You have to take time. You have to take time to take care of the spiritual. Well, I don't have time. Yes, you do. You do have time. You have time. It's just not a priority. We make time for the things we want to make time for, period. I'm telling you. We make time for the things that we want to make time for. It, it, it doesn't matter. If you want to do it, you will find a way to do it. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm telling you, if you want to do it, you will make it happen. You'll work you'll work things around. You'll get your schedule. You know, you, you'll find time. If you want to watch a TV show, you'll find time to watch a TV show. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you you record it, right? You put it on DVR. You know why you do that? It's because you don't have time right now. But there is going to be a point where you're going to have a slot of time that is available. And so you're like, I'll record it. And even though I don't have time right now, I'll find some time down the road to make this happen. Because you know that there is availability. It's not about whether you have time or not. It's all about your want to. But you can't go on and work without the Spirit. It leads to bad places. And, and I remember when, when we left Fairview, when we left Fairview, I didn't even realize how, how much I had gotten to this place in my spiritual walk. I, I remember this was, was right around in the December time frame and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting around and and, you know, because when I was there, I was doing a lot. I was busy, right? You know, I was teaching a teen class on Sunday morning and 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 preaching and then preaching Sunday night. And then on Wednesday night, I was teaching an adult class. And when I wasn't teaching the adult class, you know, because they have a, a local TV channel. We had a, a um, you know, every, well, was every other week, we had a, a program on there. So each month we would basically have, two really short church services on Wednesday night and we would record those to put on to the uh put on to our TV broadcast. So so you had all these man every week. This this was every week and we was doing this and 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 so I was used to being busy. Okay? I I, I really I was really busy doing all these things and and then I when, when we leave and I'm not there anymore and it's like I'm sitting around and I'm, I'm not doing any of that. No one's calling me to preach. I'm just sitting around. At first it was like, "Oh, yes." Whew, this feels so good, uh, you know. I don't have any any pressure, no no responsibilities, nothing. It's like, oh wow, this is great. But then, after about a month or so, and I'm just doing nothing, 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 nothing. I, I remember going into our our uh, little den room. We've got the fireplace there in the house, and I was sitting in there, and it was late at night, and everybody else was in bed, and and I was I was upset. Because I, I just didn't, I didn't feel like my relationship with Jesus was right. And I'm sitting in there and I'm praying and I'm kind of mad at him because of how the situation had transpired and the things that had happened. And I'm, I'm in there and praying I'm like, Lord, how could you let this happen? Why? Why would you do this? And and, and then I I'm, I'm just I'm complaining. I'm complaining to him. I'm like, Lord, you know, here I was, and 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 I'm, I was doing this and this and this. And I really felt needed, and I felt useful, and and I knew my place, and, and you know, I was able to do this and this, and I, I I I liked all that stuff. But Lord, now I have nothing, and I don't even I'm not doing anything for you, Lord. I just don't feel like we have a relationship. And in that moment, in my spirit, the Lord began to speak to me. And He said, Aaron, since when has our relationship ever been about what you did? And I just broke down there in that room because I finally understood something that I had been missing something finally hit me that I'd been overlooking. It wasn't about being busy. I had I'd got so busy with the things I was doing for the Lord that I neglected the spiritual things in my life. I neglected being connected to Him. Oh, now I'm not saying that I was, I was you know, way out in left field and over here. No, I mean, I was still praying and I was doing these things, but it's, it, it was different. I'd been to I'd begun to replace my busyness with real spirituality. And I need you to know this this morning that your spirituality is your power. Your relationship with Jesus the Holy Ghost working in your life is your power. It's how you're able to accomplish the things that God has called you to do in your life. It's how you're able to work through the things that God is going to have you work through. It's how you're able to go through the trials and and the circumstances that you go through. It's through the power of the Spirit that we can do these things. It's how we can go No. We're going through hard times, and go through them because the power of the Spirit in us. Listen, there are so many people who in churches uh, today are trying to operate their life and and do all this kind of without the power of the Spirit at work in them. There are people who are coming in church and it's just going through the motions. They, they don't feel anything. They don't, uh, you know, every once in a while something may, but but, but they, and I don't know, it may, and some of them it may, it's just they're in the growing process and they're just kind of getting exposed to this stuff. They're just learning about this stuff. They're like, what's this spirit thing you're talking about? Well, this morning I want you to understand that there is a Holy Spirit and he wants to work in your life. But there are some people who, who, have, who know what the spirit is and, and they've been through that place in their life and they felt the spirit. They, they've experienced the spirit working but they've got into this uh a rut in their life of just doing things because they have to and they've neglected the spiritual you're spiritual you are a spiritual being and this morning you have to know that if you're not taking care of the spiritual side of yourself then nothing else is going to work right Spirit is our power. This morning, it's kind of funny. I was talking to a friend of mine this week and he was talking about a a young lady who had gotten, this has been years ago, had gotten saved at their church. They had been just having some great services. I mean, just really fantastic services. And the Holy Spirit was there, was moving. People had just been praising God. And, and uh, the service was over and everybody else was leaving. And this, this young lady was still sitting in her pew. And everybody else was gone. So he comes up and he, he talks to her. And he says to her, hey, uh, what's going on? Something wrong? And you know, she just cries. like, I got saved this morning. Sitting in her pew. I got, I got saved this morning. I I just seen how happy you folks were. I seen how the the spirit was was working, and I wanted that. And I asked Jesus into my heart this morning, and He's like, you know, the service it, it wasn't a salvation message to preach. It wasn't a, a big, oh, hey, you need to come to the altar and get saved. It wasn't any of that stuff. But it was the Spirit, Amen. Amen. It was the Spirit, and I'll tell you this my preaching doesn't touch hearts my preaching doesn't change lives but when the spirit begins to speak when the spirit begins to draw at hearts when he begins to tug that's what makes the difference when we come as a church together and the spirit begins to work in our midst and he begins to move and people begin to testify as they're prompted by the spirit and they sing songs as the spirit begins to prompt them to do so and God begins to direct our services all of a sudden we start to see things will begin to happen inside of this church and inside our lives that we never expected. The Spirit is our power. We can't neglect the spiritual things in our life and expect to keep moving forward. To keep pushing forward. To keep seeing God moving our lives. We've got to get ourselves in a place where we're about spiritual things. And it'll change our atmosphere. It'll change our attitudes. It'll change hearts. It'll change lives. But this morning, we need the Spirit. When Jesus went away, he knew that the disciples were going to need something. He knew it wasn't enough just to have heard all the teachings and know all the things they knew. He knew that they needed something inside of them. He knew that they needed the power that the Spirit brings in their lives to keep them moving towards the calling that He had placed in their lives. The church, listen, the church needed the Spirit. It wasn't, listen, it wasn't just the the disciples that got the Spirit. Oh, they did. They got it. Absolutely. And the Lord began to work mightily in their life. But it wasn't just the disciples that got the Spirit. It was the church that received the Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Did you hear that? It was the church that received the Spirit on the day of Pentecost, not the disciples. The church needs the Spirit. This morning we need the Spirit. And I pray that the Holy Spirit is dealing with hearts this morning. That He's speaking to people. Maybe He's, he, He's speaking to you right now and say, hey, your, your relationship's gotten to the point where it's really just based on the things that you're doing and it's not really about what's going on with me. Maybe you're here this morning and and you're like, wow, I didn't even know about all this spirit stuff. But I know this morning right now that, that I feel something in my heart that I didn't expect. I feel the Lord dealing with me in a way I didn't expect this morning. Whatever it is that's going on and if the Lord is dealing with your heart this morning... It's time to take care of that. It's time to turn the page, start a new chapter in your life. Where when you work, you're not doing it through you and all that you have. But you're doing it through the power of the Spirit. What God supplies, the ability that God provides to you. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale_UCC.